Thank you for listening to the Radiant Church Podcast. For more information, visit us at weareradiant.com. The choices we make today, the sacrifices we make in this moment have a direct impact on the future that we create for those who are in desperate need of hope. We need to be asking the question, what are we doing today that future generations are gonna be talking about? What choices are we making right now that are gonna have an impact in Tampa Bay and to the ends of the earth? For the past six years, we have been renting space on one of the busiest shopping centers and on one of the busiest roads in all of Tampa. We came into this space and began our journey here. People kept telling us it would never work. This area is a graveyard for church plants. That was the story. But God built his church in this rundown theater. And now it's our time to write the story of what God will do tomorrow. It's our time to build a facility in the heart of Tampa. This is a moment to build something that's bigger than us. It'll be more than a building, it'll be a hub, a hub for life change, a hub of a thriving church in a thriving city. What God has done in the past has been phenomenal. 8,500 decisions for Christ, $1.5 million given away to missions, thousands baptized. And while the past is incredible, we need to start building for the next generation, for what God wants to do next. The Tampa Bay area is growing at an astronomical pace. 51,000 people a year are moving into our community. The question is, does God need to raise up somebody else to do what he has called Radiant to do? Or are we gonna step up in this moment and build the future that God has destined for us to build? We have been in Tampa for six years, but we've only been renting. We have seemed temporary to our city and we need our city to know we are building for tomorrow. Something that future generations are gonna talk about. With your help, this facility will help us change the narrative of Tampa Bay. We must do this because years from now, what God has built through our sacrifice needs to be powerful and impossible to ignore. This building will help us create an unavoidable presence in our region. The people of Tampa Bay must know that God loves them, that the church is for them, and that we have sacrificed to make it hard for them to go to hell by making it easy for them to go to church. This is our responsibility. We have seen the miraculous in the past, but we are letting our city know that we are building for tomorrow. Come on, isn't that amazing what God is gonna do through your generosity at your church? So I'm telling you, I feel like it's what God has for us for our next step. And so we're, we're saving, we're putting money away. We're gonna take next Sunday's legacy offering, put it right in there, getting ready to, to start building some infrastructure. I know those at St. Peter going, well, we need a facility too. I know you're next after this, but we gotta get South Tampa done first. And so South Tampa, that means in the next few years, by God's grace and through your generosity, we will move out of the Britain Plaza and into a permanent facility that is, uh, I'm, I, I'm believing God and I'll say this, I'm believing God by the end of 2020, we will have the, the finances ready and we will have the deal made for us to break ground on what God has for us next in Tampa. Come on, isn't that awesome? I'm believing it. 
And so I want you behind it. I want you to give generously next week. We have a, a pledge card that you got. Many of you got in the mail, but you also um, got it in your worship guides today. And in that pledge card, you can fill it out and just says, listen, this is what I'm going to give next week. So you come ready next week, give online or give on the service and 100% will go towards uh, our legacy offering, which is building for tomorrow. That's going to be our campaign for the next year. And then it's what is it we going to do over the next year above and beyond our normally giving so that we can make this work. And I think if we all are together, there's thousands of people across Tampa Bay that call Radiant Church their home. And if we all get behind this vision, I believe we can have it done by the end of 2020 and uh, ready to move into our next home. And I'm really excited about that. And I, I'm just excited because, listen, we never started this church to, to build buildings. We started to reach people. But as you can see, we need bigger buildings to reach more people because God keeps building his church. Amen? Isn't that exciting? All right. Take out those worship guides. Inside of there are some sermon notes as we dive into just a two-part series. I'm going to talk today and then next Sunday on this idea of legacy. And what is it that drives us to do things like this, where we take Sundays and give away the whole offering, and we, we travel around the world and do missions projects, and we launch locations, which, by the way, we are excited. I'm, I'm going to announce the actual spot and the location uh, probably around Easter, but next August or September, we will launch our fifth location ready in church, and so I'm super pumped about that, and so uh, we'll, we'll be ready for that. But let me tell you, what is it that drives us as a church? Why, why do we do things like this? Why, why don't we just do church? as normal and, and it's us for and no more and kind of we just do our own thing. No, we've always been driven to expand, to reach more people, to add more services, to continue to do more and more for the kingdom of God. I'll tell you what it is in my life that, that makes this kind of the heartbeat of Radiant Church and it's the title of today's message. I want you to write it down. It's simply this phrase is that we are a church that is driven by eternity. We are driven by eternity. We just have this idea in our life that we believe what the Bible says that, that simply that there is an actual heaven and there's an actual hell and people actually go to one of those places and because of that, we're gonna do everything we can that driven by this idea that eternity matters. I, I wanna help clear the air in this idea because so much about our life and so much about this season, even the Christmas season is about what we can get and what we feel and how we're doing and we forget at times that, listen, write it down in the notes this way, that simply there is more to this life than this life. There's, there's more. I, I know it's, I, I try once a year. I just take two weeks a year, and I, I preach for two weeks straight every year on this idea. There's more to this life than this life. There is, there is heaven. And why, by the way, heaven is mentioned over 580 times throughout the scriptures, this idea that there is this afterlife that's available for us to go to. And I just want you to know, it's not with like little fat babies with wings and harps just playing music all day long. That sounds like hell to me, if you ask me. No. That, that's not what eternity is. I'm telling you, there's a real heaven. The Bible says there's no more pain. There's no more, there's no more suffering. Every it, Times that are mentioned about heaven talk about this idea of a feast and, and lots of food. It's like Thanksgiving without the carbs and without the waistline getting hurt. Come on. That sounds like heaven to me, right? It, it's, it's joy and it's, and it's excitement. It's being with Jesus. I'm telling you, there's a real heaven, but there's also a real hell. And there's a place that, that people are separated from God. And we have to understand that we are on this planet and we're driven by this idea that there's more to life than this life. There's kind of the popular phrase we, we teach people or we hear it all the time. You've probably heard it before. It's called YOLO. And YOLO means, say it out loud, what is it? 
You only live once. Somebody in here finally went, oh, that's what it means. I've heard that for years. <laughs> you only live once. And it's a popular phrase. People, you know, they'll jump out of an airplane and yell, YOLO, woo! And then they, they just do stupid stuff. You know, you're rock climbing, YOLO, or, or you're destroying your diet and, you know, eating at CC's. And I'm like, why are you eating this food? You're like, YOLO. Like, you're going to die quicker. And so... <laughs> We all have those moments where, where we want to live it up in the moment. We want to get as much in as we can. But I want you to know YOLO is not the way that we should live our life. Can I give you a new phrase? Instead of YOLO, I'm going to have the Radiant Church. We're going we're gonna, to uh, brand this. We'll, we'll put it all over. This is our new phrase. It's not YOLO. We're, we're going to go with YOLT. Okay, it's not as cool as YOLO, all right? But YOLT is the way it is. Y-O-L-T. And Y-O-L-T means simply this. You only live twice. Because that's the truth. The truth is that you are, you're given this life and you don't get to redo it, but you do have a life to come. There is, there is a world to come after this where, where you have to understand there's something that happens after this life. And if you're not careful, you'll make everything you do about here and about now, and you don't realize that God's placed you here and now to prepare you for where you will spend the longest, which is eternity. You got, you got to get our perspective right. And my goal today and next Sunday is to get your perspective on eternity. We get wrapped up in the moment. Reminds me of a couple weeks ago. I was flying across the nation in a three or four hour flight. And I was going to get on the flight. I was with the first group of people getting on the flight. And as we were going on, uh, this guy kind of butted in line and kind of moved his way towards the front of the, the line. And, and, you know, that's kind of annoying because we're all going on the same plane. Like, well, I don't know why you're rushing, and, and it's not like there wasn't going to be a seat. There's a seat on your, your ticket. Nobody's going to take your seat, and, but, but he, was, he was in a rush to get on the plane, and you know what? He just kind of moved right in front of me, stood right there, and I was like, you know what? Life goes on. It's fine. The, the flight was going to Tampa, so I was like, I don't know if he's been to Radiant either, so I'll be careful, but I always have those moments, and, but, and I was fine with it. The lady next to me was irate. I mean, super mad. So she looks at me. Have you ever been in those moments where somebody's mad and they involve you in their moment? She looks at me and she's like, can you believe how insensitive people are today? These people are so self-centered and whatever. And so she's talking to me and I'm like covering up my pray first bracelet. I'm like, oh yeah, that's crazy. So true story, the guy turns around and he's, he's mad. He's like, you have something to say, you say it to my face. Well, I kind of moved to the side. I'm like, it's all her. It's not me. No lie, in the airport, we're getting on the plane. They're having this argument as we walk down the entire little tarmac, as we're getting ready to go on the plane. The whole hallway, they're arguing with each other. Well, you're mean. You're both. They're going back and forth. And I'm sitting there going, they are so caught up in this moment. And they don't realize they're about to get on a plane that they might be sitting next to each other for the next four hours. <laughs> so I go and I get, I get to my seat and they keep walking down the aisle and I'm praying. And you know what? I'm praying fervently at that moment. Lord, you love your servant so much. I'm here to serve you. Only a few times do I really beg. At this moment, I beg and plead. Would you let them sit right next to each other? <laughs> <laughs> they're one seat off. The prayer kind of worked, you know, they're right there. But you know what it made me think of? That's like how so many of us live our life. We get so caught up in our, in our momentary struggles and pain and conflict that we forget there's actually a longer journey that we're about to get on. And what we do here affects there. That's why I'm a firm believer, write it down in your notes, that if you don't define what your life is about, your problems will. 
So, so I have to just make sure that as a church, we're defining very clearly, here's what Radiant Church is about. We're about reaching lost people for eternity. Because if not, we'll get sidetracked with every other problem, every other issue, and it's the same with our life. No wonder so many people get captivated by the struggles and the frustrations and the issues of this life, because you haven't defined your life. You need to be living for eternity. C.S. Lewis says it this way. He says, it is since Christians have largely ceased to think of the other world that they have become so ineffective in this one. Mic drop moment right there by C.S. Lewis. I think so many of you guys, you become ineffective because you're living for here and now and you don't realize there is an eternity. And, and let me tell you, I'm all about you having the best life God has for you right here. I'm all about your finances being blessed. I'm a firm believer. God wants your marriage blessed. I think he wants your kids to be healthy. I think he wants you to have a great job. I really do believe that God wants you to have a great life, but I would be a terrible pastor if I gave you the dream and vision for your life as 80 years or 100 years or 120 for me, that you're gonna live on this planet and don't realize that, listen, I'm here to not prepare you for these 80 years, but for eternity. And this message is a message I'm just gonna prepare you for eternity because the Bible's very clear that one day, hopefully far from now, but one day, it's destined that you're gonna die. I know that's like really depressing to think about, but it's something we have to face today. You're gonna die, you're gonna have it happen once, and after that, you're gonna, you're gonna face a judgment. You're gonna stand before God, and he's gonna ask you some questions, and I think you need to know what these questions are. I learned this in high school because I'd show up to class sometimes, and I wasn't the best student. Um, I was a C student, which by the way, if there's any C students in the house, you can become a pastor. That is allowed, so <laughs> I'm telling you, there's a road for you to become a minister, so they allow it. Um, but I was, a, I was a kind of a bad student, and I would show up to class sometimes. I remember going to a history class one time, and the, my friends were all sitting there like adamantly kind of studying their textbooks. I was like, why are y'all reading these books? Like, class is about to start. What are you, what are you doing? They're like, oh, we're trying to cram. I said, oh, what are you trying to cram for? They said, oh, because of the test that we have today. And I responded with the phrase, yeah, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. What test? You had the same experience I did. What test? I didn't even know there was a test. How can I pass something I didn't even know about? I think there's a lot of people you're going to stand before God, and he's going to say, okay, I've got some questions for you. And you're going to go, what questions is this? What is, what is this test that I have to take? I want to prepare you for this moment that one day you are going to stand and there's only two things that are going to be asked of you. And I've shared this before, but Radiant Church, I want you to write it down again. you got to be reminded about this. The first question is you stand before God the Father. He's going to ask you this. Simply, what did you do with my son Jesus? This is God the Father looking at you saying, I sent him to pay for your sins, to take care of that issue in your life. What did you do with Jesus? And there's a lot of answers that people are going to give. They're like, man, I, I, I went to church once in a while. I tried to do good things. I tried to give some money. And none of those are it. He's, he's gonna, you're going to stand before God, and there's only going to be one thing. Did you have Jesus pay for your sins? Bible's very clear about this, this judgment. They call it the white throne judgment. And him who was seated on it, talking about God, and, and the earth and the heavens fled from his presence. It's going to be this overwhelming experience as you're face to face with God. And there was no place for them. And it says, and the, it saw the dead, great and small. That's all of us standing before the throne. And books were open. So there's books that are open before God showing everything that we've done in our life. Every issue, every struggle, everything we've done. And a lot of people are going to be judged based on those things. Look at your sins. Look at this issue. Look what you did. 
Then the Bible says, but then there was another book that was open that was the book of life. And he says, listen, there's all these books talking about your sins. And some of you guys, you filled up like a lot of volumes of books. Like you have done your part. You're wasting paper by filling up so many of these books. And then there's going to be a moment where despite everything that's been written in those books, he's going to open another book. And this is the book of life. This is the book. Inside this book is everybody who's made a decision to make Jesus the Lord and Savior of their life. And no matter what you've done on this book, it is canceled out because your name is in this book. And it's that moment that you're going to stand before God and he's going to say, you know what? Despite everything else you did, let me tell you, what did you do with Jesus? Oh, you accepted him as your Lord and Savior. Guess what? Enter into heaven. That is the one thing that you need to make sure you've got right in your life, that you made Jesus your Lord and Savior. And here's the good news. Listen, it's not because of the works you've done. It's not because you were good enough. It's not because you gave enough money. It's simply that by faith, through grace, you accepted what God did in, in, on the cross, and you put it, and you said, I'm going to have Jesus pay for my sins. I'm telling you, it's going to happen one day, and you need to make sure Jesus is the Lord and Savior of your life. Let me just say this. There's a lot of people that you've been on the, kind of on the fence on this deal. Why don't you make today that day? Because there's one day when you stand before God, I want you to be able to stand before him, and he's going to say, what did you do with Jesus? And you're going to say, you can look in that book of life. Because on December the 1st, 2019, I heard that this moment's going to happen. And I surrendered my life and my sins and my issues to Jesus, and I accepted the free gift of salvation. And you're going to be able to say that, and he's going to say, Welcome into heaven. You're going to be able to spend eternity with Jesus. I'm telling you, it's possible today, and I think today's your day of salvation. Come on, give God a little bit of praise. Amen? can happen today. Which, by the way, this is why there's hell. Because people have a lot of confusion about hell. Let me just be very clear what hell is. Hell is not a place that God sends people. Hell is a place that people go that want to pay for their own sins. So they're just making a decision saying, you know what, I, I, I refuse to have Jesus pay for my sins. I'll take care of it myself. So what is it? The, the solution is, is separation from God. Don't make that decision. Make a decision today to make Jesus the Lord and Savior of your life. And then the second thing's going to happen. You have this moment before God, and then you're going to have this second moment that people don't ever talk about, but we have to talk about as a church. It's my job to prepare you. And it's the second question. It's simply this. You're going to stand before Jesus, and he's going to ask you, well, then what did I do, what you do with what I gave you? So, so you made a decision to, to give your life to, to Christ. You gave him your sins. Now he's left you on this planet to make a difference. And he's going to say, what did, you, what did you do? What did you do with the resources I gave you? What did you do with the time? What did you do with that marriage I gave you? The influence I gave you? What did you do with that? We call this one in scripture, they call it the judgment seat of Christ. It's different than the great white throne judgment. It's a time that you're actually going to be evaluated now as a believer. What did you do with your life? And the Bible says it like this, each one will receive, there, there's, there's rewards in this, what is being done due to him for the things that they did. So that's why we know this isn't salvation, because salvation isn't anything we could have worked for. It's only by God's grace that we are saved. So then there's a work side of this deal where we know now that we are Christians, we need to do some things to make a difference in the world today. I wrote it down this way. Salvation is a free gift, but significance is costly. And I want you to have a significant life. I don't want you just to get into heaven. I, I, listen, the first, one, the first question I need you to answer correctly because I don't want to lie at your funeral. I really don't. I don't want to lie at your funeral. But the second question is, is I want us all to celebrate the life that you lived 
but because you made a decision to say, you know what, I'm going to make a life that's going to be significant, and it's going to cost you something. Which, by the way, church, when we think of what we want to do as a church and the impact we want to make and the, the, the money that goes to missions and the outreach, people say, well, you shouldn't have to do that. You just, y'all just do your little church thing. No, 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 no. Let me tell you, our church is called to be significant. I'm going to say it again. Our church is called to be significant. We're going to take over this city. We're going to reach people for Jesus. It's going to cost a lot, but guess what? That's the life that God's called us to live. We're going to be a significant place. And God honors it, and God rewards it. The Bible says it like this. For the Son of Man is going to come, which, by the way, Jesus is going to come back one day, with his Father's glory and his angels, and he will reward each person according to what they have done. There's a reward that's available for people that just say, you know what, I'm going above and beyond. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to live my life as a significant way as possible. You see, write it down in your notes this way. This is so important. Let me just kind of summarize this idea. Because you have to understand this. Listen, before you are a Christian, before you find Jesus, your whole life is about finding Jesus. There is, no, there is nothing more important than you finding Jesus. Which, by the way, if you're here today and you don't have a relationship with God, don't even worry about giving money. Don't worry about helping volunteer to organizations. Don't worry. Listen, significance is the least of your concerns. Your concern needs to be salvation. The, the salvation of our souls, the, 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 the taking care of our issues, the most important thing in your life is developing, which, by the way, a real relationship with God is what he came for. He didn't come for some religion or some church. He came for you to have a real relationship with him. But, by the way, but now that you found Jesus, you write it down your notes this way, once you find Jesus, your whole life is about making an impact for eternity. So, so now... Our focus, we found Jesus. Some of you guys, you've lived at that first stage and you go, okay, it's all about just finding, you have that relationship. You're gonna be able to develop it for, for millennia to come in eternity. Now it's about let's, let's make an impact for Jesus for eternity. Let's do something big. Let's, let's do, and you know it's real. The Bible says it this way, that he has made everything beautiful in its time. He has also set eternity in the human heart. So there's something in your heart that knows there's life after this life. There's something that's coming next. There, there's some way I gotta prepare for it, so let me help you prepare for it. There's three things I'm gonna challenge you to do before we go today that I think are important. Because heaven and hell are real, because eternity is really long, because every single one of us are gonna go one day from this life to the next, here's three things I would challenge you with. Number one, write it down in your notes this way. Because eternity is real, I'm gonna give intentionally what I have. So I'm gonna make sure every resource, every relationship, every talent, my, I'm not just talking about our money, I'm talking about our life. I'm gonna live my life giving in such a way that I'm intentional because heaven and hell are real. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do my part to give what I have. And, and notice it says what I have, not, not, not what anybody else has, not what American Express has. I don't want you going in debt for this thing. Like, no, no, I, I'm gonna just give what I have. And I truly believe God has entrusted you with resources, with relationships, with opportunities in your life so that you can leverage those things for eternity. You can leverage, every time I walk into a conversation, I'm going, this conversation is not by accident. It's a setup for an eternal impact. Every time I get a little bit extra money that God blesses with you with, I'm going, this isn't an accident. This is set up for a, to be leveraged for eternity. Let's live in such a way that heaven and hell are such realities in our life that we freely gift what we have to make a difference. And amen? This is what God's called, for us, for, uh, called us to do. He says it like this. He says, you're going to be made rich. He's going to bless you. 
God does. He blesses your life. He blesses your business. Some of you guys are experiencing the supernatural blessing of God in your life. So in every single way, so that you can be what? So that we can be generous, so that we can give. Why do we give? Not because we just want to have this life that we're always giving to other people. No, no, why do we give? We give on every occasion. Through us, your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. So it's through the generous church that other people are going to go, oh, I'm going to thank God. I'm going I'm to give my life to him. People get saved when God's people are intentional about their giving. This is what God's called us to do, which, by the way, Radiant Church, you're, you guys are second to none when it comes to this issue. And I'm not saying that because I'm your pastor. I'm saying that because I study church plants and churches all over America, and there's not a church I can think of that is more generous than you guys. You, know, you guys are above and beyond. It's overwhelming. And you know what the result of it is? The result of that is that this last year, this isn't the last six years, this is the last 12 months as a church, We've seen over 3,500 people give thanks to God, give, to, to make decisions for Jesus. Eternal life change because of your giving. I'm telling you, when we are intentional about our giving, things happen. How about this one? We were seeing over $500,000 given to missions just this year alone through your generosity. We were able to launch a Brandon location, which I know they're cheering right there. In Brandon, seeing lives change for eternity. We were able to renovate a permanent location for our Heights facility. We were able to launch our Radiant College, which has students being trained up to be launched into full-time ministry. And by the way, our Tampa locations were able to pack out the convention center debt-free. I'm telling you, we are all about seeing people come to know Jesus, and it starts when we give intentionally. That's what, that's what legacy is all about. It's just another opportunity for us to intentionally give so that we can accelerate the vision of reaching more people for Jesus. All right, number two, write it down in your notes this way, is that I'm going to intentionally serve others. I'm going to make it my life goal that I'm not here to be served. I'm not, it's not about me. It's about other people. And I, I just want you to know, this is how Radiant Church was started. We were started as a church that just loves to serve our cities. We love to do it in St. Petersburg. We love to do it in Tampa Heights. We love to do it in South Tampa and Brandon. We just love to serve people in our city. About six months before we started the church, there was a group of about 12 that were on our launch team. And, and so we had no clue what to do. We had no clue where to start. But I remember showing up to some little event, a festival in the Hyde Park area. And we told the organization that was putting on, we're like, we'll, we'll, we'll serve We'll be part of this thing. And so she's like, that's fine. Y'all just go out and pass out some waters and help people with their bags or, you know, give people directions. And we're all excited. We are Radiant Church shirts. This is the first shirts we ever had made. And we're all excited. So we're sitting there. We're serving people. And we were, like, really um, aggressive, you know, because we're just so excited. Like, this is our first chance to serve. So we were just getting ready to, to get the church going. We want to show an example. And so about two hours into it, the lady in charge comes up to me, and she's like, Aaron, your team is here serving. I was like, yes, I know. She's like, they're, uh, they're a little much. I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, they're just a little over the top. Like, like they're, they're walking people to their cars, and they're wiping down windows, and they're going over the top. Like, she's like, maybe they can just tune it, tone it down just a little bit. And I'm sitting there externally. I'm like, yes, ma'am. Yeah, that makes sense. Internally, I'm going, yes, our city's seen us look just like Jesus. This is what we're called to do. And Radiant Church, we're still called to do the same thing, to serve our city. It's going to make a difference in Jesus' name. You want, you want to be like Jesus? The Bible says it this way. Whoever wants to become great amongst you must be, your, must be your servant. So don't make it about yourself. Make it about how can we serve other people. Whoever wants to first 
be first, must be your slave. Just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but he came to serve. And he gave his life for a ransom for many. When we serve other people, people's lives are transformed. I remember when Irma came through our communities and, and trees were down. We had teams, dozens and dozens of teams of people here just serving every day for weeks. We were going through with chainsaws in people's yards and cleaning up trees and debris and helping get stuff off people's houses. And I remember our teams kind of like, we kind of ran out of stuff to do. So we were just going up to random people's houses like, hey, I see you have a tree down. Like, can we help you get it out? And so they, they just thought we were all over this city. So I remember one lady, we walked up to her house and, and she wasn't there. And the whole, like we started, we see this tree's kind of down in her yard. So the team's like, let's just get it together. Let's, let's go and let's try to, you know, chop to get the tree down. And so she comes out after they start chopping, getting the tree down. She's like, what are y'all doing? We're like, we're trying to help you out. She's like, I can't afford to pay you guys. Like, I'm in a really tough season. I don't have any finances. I even got a quote on this. It's going to cost me $1,500. There's no way I can pay. And they're like, no, 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 man, we are a church. We're here to just serve our area. We saw a need and we wanted to meet it. So we're taking care of this one. She starts crying, comes to church the next week, gives her heart to Jesus. I'm telling you, it's what we do as a church when we serve our people. It's what God's called us to do. Which, by the way, we are a church that's founded on the fact that we are a church that serves on Sundays. And, and, and listen, if you're not serving, I'm going to challenge you. Start serving here on the Dream Team. Our Dream Team is second to none. And we have a church that, that, let me tell you, there's so many Dream Teamers, you don't need to serve every week. You serve one week and you take another week off. But if, here's what would be a game changer. If everybody in our church who called Radiant Church their home just served one and worshiped one and then served one. Found twice a month, you, you come to a service, you, serve, you worship that service, and then you serve the next. Or you serve that service and you worship the next. I'm telling you, we would be able to change the world. We're adding more services, by the way, in January. I'll announce those in a few weeks. We're looking at adding a fifth location. How do we do that? Because we're a church that's not run off of Katie and I. This isn't us. This isn't the stage. No, no, we are a church that looks like the body of Christ. We need your gifts. We need your talent. We need your personality. We need what God's put in your life so that we can be a church that serves. I'm telling you, it's what a healthy church looks like, which, by the way, I know there's some people, and you, you came into Radiant, and you're... You know, it was a tough season, and you felt burned out, and you felt broken. And I, you even told me, Aaron, I just, I can't do anything for a while. I got it. I heard you. It's been a while. <laughs> Time to serve again. I got it. I'm all about being filled up. I'm all about taking a break, but I'm also all about heaven and hell are real, and we need boots on the ground to say, you know, we're going to serve. We're going to make it happen. We're going to jump on the dream team. We're going to do whatever it takes to make sure that we are like Jesus by serving people. Here's the third one. The last one is simply this. Write it on your notes. I will intentionally share Christ. Because it's not just really about um, giving, and it's not just about serving, when truly the most important thing is that it's about sharing Christ with people. Because what's the point if they have a full stomach and they're on their way towards an eternity away from Jesus? What's the point if our city is cleaner but the people don't know Christ. Let me tell you, our mission is that we care and love lost people enough that we will open our mouth to share the gospel with them. It is sad that we can jump and shout and scream about how great our football team is and how great that movie is and the greatest Netflix show that you have to watch, and we will argue it at Thanksgiving table. 
then the topic of Jesus comes up and we, we get locked jaw. What a shame, huh? You know, I mean, let me just give you a little encouragement. When people say, well, hey, remember, we can talk about anything, but leave politics and religion out of it. Be like, oh, I love that. Yeah, yeah, I don't want anything to do with religion. I don't want anything to politics. It's crazy. But I got to tell you about this relationship I have with Jesus. Once I was lost, I walked into this church. I found Jesus. He saved my life. He changed me. He could do the same for you. The world needs to hear about our Jesus. He's still the solution to whatever they're going through today. We have to be those people that bring it to them. This is, let me just say it this way. Every eye up here, listen. To this. this is why he's left you on the planet. Because you go, well, I was created to worship. Yeah, yeah, you have all of eternity to do that. I, I, I was created for community. You have all of eternity to hang out. The only thing we can't do there is to reach lost people. So there's not going to be any there. They're all found. That's why when you give your heart to Jesus, he doesn't just like rapture you up and bring you into heaven. Some of you wish that. You're like, well, it's so difficult. Life is. He left you here because there's a point and a purpose of your life. Here's why. Because there's people that only you can reach. There's friends that only you have. There's influences that only you have. And you have to realize every time you walk, every time you walk into the gym, every time you walk into that workplace, every time you walk into that classroom, you realize, and you, you say this, you go, you know what? I am Christ ambassador. God is using me to make his appeal through me to a lost and dying world. And that might be through a kind word or an invite to the church or explaining the gospel. But just understand, you have a mission that God has called you to do and you've got to do your part because heaven and hell are real and it's time for the church to realize that we have a part to play. We got to do our part. That's why God encourages us says it like this, go out into all the country. You know, go into, go into your workplace, go to the gym, go, you know, go into armature works, go, go into, you know, go to, go to the malls, go, go to Tropicana Field. Well, there's not enough people there, but you got the idea, like around that area. <laughs> That's funny. Here's what you, urge them all to come. Urge them all. Why are we building a, a bigger facility for South Tampa? Because we need them all to come. We need them all to come. Earl, you know why? He says, because I want my house to be full. We might not like the full room. There's too many people. It's too, the space is too. No, it doesn't matter. It's not about us. God loves it when his house is full. He says, you know what? This is what he's called us to do. We, we've called to build God's church, and it's something that will last for all of eternity. Let me let you in with this idea, this, this encouragement from the Apostle Paul. He says, therefore, we do not lose heart. And I don't want you to lose heart. I know it's been a struggle. I know some of you had a bad year, which, by the way, we still got 30 days left in it. God can still turn it around. You can walk into 2020 better than you ever were before. Though outwardly, we are wasting away. Some of you guys, you looked in the mirror this morning. You said, outwardly, wasting away. Guess what? You came into church, and inwardly you were being renewed day by day. For our light 
and momentary troubles. Oh man, I, I got it. I'm inviting this friend. Oh, I got it. I'm giving this money. Oh, I'm serving. It, it's a trouble for me. It's a struggle for me. They achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. One day we're going to get to heaven and we're going to realize every struggle, every relationship you gave up, every time you gave, it doesn't matter continue, compared to the eternal glory that outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes, not on what is seen, not on our problems, but what is unseen. What is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. Let's be a church that's got our, that is driven by eternity. Jesus, we come to you and we ask you, speak to us. Let me ask you a question. While you're sitting there, eyes closed, head bowed, what is the Holy Spirit saying to you right now? What is he saying to you? Maybe, maybe it's about your resources, being, giving intentionally. Maybe it's about sharing. Maybe he's putting some people's mind, um, names on your mind right now that you can invite for Christmas Eve. What a perfect time. Just ask the Lord. Say, God, what are you sharing? What are you doing to me? Maybe you're jumped off the dream team. Time to jump back on. Just commit that to the Lord. While you're having this moment with God, with every eye closed, every head bowed, if you're in here today and you don't have an answer to that first question, what did you do with Jesus? Today's your day. This is your moment where you can give Jesus your life. Every eye closed in every location, every service. This is your moment to where you say, you know what? I'm ready to give, I'm ready to give it to Jesus. I'm ready to give him my past, my sin, my guilt, my shame, my struggle. He's already paid for it on the cross. I want you to know he wants that relationship with you. If that's you today on the count of three, I want you to throw that hand up. I want you to wave it at me. Put it right back down. This is your moment of salvation where God's gonna come into your life, change everything, starting now. One, two, three. Throw those hands up. Thank you, 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 thank you. I see those hands all over South Tampa, all over Brandon, St. Pete, Tampa Heights. Just pray this prayer. Say, God, I give you my sin. I give you my past. I give you my struggles. Jesus, come into my heart changed my life. Now tell him this. Say, Jesus, I'm going to follow you the rest of my life. Transform me from the inside out. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody that believes it says, come on, can we give God some praise? Eternities just shifted right there. People who were on a path towards death are now on a path towards eternity with God. That's worth celebrating, church. Come on, give God your best praise. Amen? It's a big deal. Here's what I want you to do. You just filled out, you just uh, made that decision. Take the next steps, take that connection card, check on there, I committed my life to Christ. We wanna send you some resources. We wanna help you on this journey. It's not the end, it's just the beginning. And I'm telling you, we wanna now take you. Salvation was free, but significance is gonna cost you something. We wanna help you live a significant life. God's gonna do a great work in you. We're proud of you. Hey, Radiant, we're gonna end this service by worshiping God through our generosity. And you guys are second to none at this. Thank you for being so faithful. Because of your giving, lives are being changed all over this city, all over this area. And by the way, I just want you to know, this is our first Sunday of the month. It's a tithing Sunday. It's a Sunday where people honor God with their generosity. There's about 350 families right now that are taking our tithing challenge. And, they're somewhere between week three and week six, depending on when they started out. 
And I just want you to know we're proud of you. Stay faithful to God. He's coming through for you in ways you never thought was possible. Thank you guys for being so diligent and faithful giving to God. Let's come prepared next Sunday, ready to give for legacy. And I think we're gonna change the, I, I don't think, I know we're gonna change the world together. This is our time, Radiant Church. Let me pray for you. Lord, bless the finances of this church. Bless every giver. Lord, every struggle that they have, God, I pray that you would come through for them. Lord, bless their finances, their marriage, with jobs and promotions, breakthrough in their life. As they honor you, open the windows of heaven over their life. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody that agrees says, amen. As the buckets are being passed, check out this video. I'll never forget being in Dallas, Texas. I was helping lead a church planner conference and the speaker that evening asked us to take some time and get alone with God and to pray. So I was laying on that sanctuary floor and all I could think about was this community, the Tampa Bay area, that's growing at over 50,000 people a year. This community that's in desperate need of the life-saving message of Jesus. And it was on that floor that I really felt God speak to me as clearly as I'm speaking to you right now and said, will you believe me for 10,000 people in Tampa Bay? I wrote it down in my journal, 10K for Tampa Bay. The vision of 10,000 for Tampa Bay isn't about building a big church. It's about reaching one more lost person, one more marriage that's struggling, one more teenager that's in need of salvation that only Jesus can bring. This is the vision of Radiant Church from the very beginning. What God has done in the past has been phenomenal. In six short years, we have seen thousands of decisions for Christ. We have seen people from all kinds of backgrounds come in and get baptized and their lives be totally transformed. We've given $1.5 million away to missions and launched four locations. We are well on our way of seeing 10,000 people every single Sunday reached in Tampa Bay. We are in the midst of a move of God and the next step is gonna be one that's full of faith. We wanna make an impact, not only for today, but for the generations to come. To make this dream happen, we must start purchasing land and constructing facilities to house the church that God wants to build for tomorrow. To be honest, this space is costly. A down payment on a South Tampa broadcast facility is around $5 million. To us, this is overwhelming but we know that with God, all things are possible. We are asking you to get involved. Over the next 12 months, we are asking you to give sacrificially towards our Building for Tomorrow campaign. And I truly believe that if we all do our part, we will make this dream a reality. It's gonna take place over three different phases. Number one, we would love for you to pray about what God is calling you to do in these next 12 months that goes above what you would normally give. We're still gonna be aggressively giving towards missions and outreach, and we even wanna launch a fifth campus this year in our regular church budget. But everything that goes towards our Building for Tomorrow campaign will be used for our South Tampa broadcast facility. Number two is that I'm gonna ask you to pledge. The pledge is for a year consisting of three special offerings starting on Legacy Sunday, December 8th, 2019, and then continuing your commitment through December 2020. And then number three, we want you to participate. We're gonna take three Sundays this year that we give 100% of our offering away to our Building for Tomorrow campaign. The dates for these are December 8th, which is our Legacy Sunday, Mother's Day, May 10th, 
And finally, December 6, 2020. Together, we are committed to doing whatever it takes to reach as many people as possible. It's not about building a building. It's about building God's church and reaching people. So let's do this. Let's change the world together. Thank you for listening to the Radiant Church Podcast. For service times or giving options, visit us at weareradiant.com.